Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Bauman. Coming up on this week's episode, Adam Burrish and I look back at the 2020-2021 season with President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Stan Bowman, as well as Head Coach Jeremy Colleton in a live recording in front of season ticket holders and invited guests. All that and more coming up right now on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. Everyone loves a hat trick. Well, your local Chevy dealer has a hat trick to get your attention. If you're in need of a new vehicle, but don't want to visit a dealership, check out Chevy's shop. Click and drive. Shop online 24-7. Take delivery at home. It's simple. It's seamless. It's smart. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to locate your Chevy dealer and schedule a test drive today. Shop, click and drive. Drive what Canaan Taves drive. All right, looks like we have... uh... A solid number of fans in here. Thanks, everyone, for giving us some time tonight. This is a special live taping of the Blackhawks Insider Podcast. I'm Carter Baum. Adam Burrish there on your screen as well. And, of course, the other two men you see don't really need a whole lot of introduction, but we'll go ahead and do it anyways. Stan Bowman, President of Hockey Operations and General Manager, and as well as Jeremy Colleton, Head Coach. Uh, gentlemen, both uh, thanks for giving us some time here today. I know it's been a long couple months uh, season just ended almost 24 hours ago, not even 24 hours ago, but I wanted to open up this conversation. We have a lot of fans on tonight getting their insight. Look, this is the first time either one of you have really spoken since things have died down, but looking back over the last four months, I mean, what, what sticks out in your mind for each of you? And we'll go to Stan first, but uh, have you had a chance to digest everything, and, and what has this season uh, really meant for the organization? Oh, thanks, Carter. Uh, yeah, I, well, it's early. We have certainly started to reflect a little bit, and we're going to continue to do that uh, in the coming days and weeks. But uh, I guess I'll take us back to the off season, and you look at you know our our direction heading into this year. Is we were going to look at this as a year we we're going to give young players an opportunity, try to, you know, rebuild our roster. And um, it's really about a growth for a lot of our young players. We've talked about this probably in the past couple of years. I think this is the first year that we leaned on them as much as we did. And uh, looking back at the start, uh, you know, before we even began, we had a few of our prominent players, uh, you know, not joining us. So I think that accelerated things even more. So here we are now at the end of the season and, reflecting back to see where we came from. Um, it was pretty impressive to see how many young players not only got uh, a taste of the NHL, uh, but got a big role. And, uh, you know, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it over the discussion here. We had a number of players score their first goal, like the most in the history of the Blackhawks, um, which is a, a neat little fact. And um, I think it was nine players got their first NHL goal this year. Um, you know, and even beyond that, I think we, the number of players that were new to the league and the number of minutes they played, uh, and the role they had on our team was pretty substantial. So, uh, I think that's really a a bright sign for the future. And, uh, um, you know, we're trying to look at, take away the positives from this year. And there were a lot of them. Uh, so the quick summary is, you know, it started out as a developmental year. And I think we saw a lot of signs of progress and things to be excited about for next year. Yeah, I think uh, obviously today, 
you never want to be done. <laughs> this, you know, this regular season's over. We want to be preparing for playoffs. Um, ultimately, that's that's what we're working towards. So we're disappointed about that, but uh, we're also really encouraged by the things that we saw. And like Stan said, a ton of guys got opportunity to play. I think there, you know, guys like you know Suter and Kurashev and Hagel and Kalanak, like we didn't even know when they would get their first games. Like, you know, a lot of cases, those guys would be getting a, a cup of coffee late in the season, you know, and and they play in 40, 50 games. Uh, you know, Kalanak running a first power play at the end of the year. So that that type of experience is is going to really help them going forward. And I think uh, the other part that was really encouraging, we hoped that it would happen, but we were competitive the whole year. We were in it, you know, right till the end. And uh, those types of games that, that our young guys were able to be a part of, and, and as Stan said, play big roles. In. And it wasn't like they're coming in playing eight minutes and then coming out, uh, they're playing, you know, 15, 20 minutes, a lot of them in, in the, you know, games that had huge playoff implications. So we didn't get the result we wanted. And and that's part of learning too, is not just learning how to play in the league, but how to compete in the league against excellent teams and then how to win. And so um, it's, we can use those lessons when we, we do our exit meetings here, reminding uh, these young guys of where we want to get to and things we've got to keep getting better. And uh, that's great experience for our whole group. I guess to piggyback on that for you, Jeremy, at the start of the season, you know, myself as a fan and Carter now, um, you guys were picked towards the bottom of the league and kind of written off. And I know as coaches, you guys, you block that up, but you look at your schedule every year and you kind of map out games and maybe which goalie's going to play here back to back. This will be a tough night. This will be a tough stretch. Did this team surprise you this year or did you kind of finish off where you thought you were? Because I know as a fan, we're sitting here geez, with 20 games left, like, oh my goodness, this team's going to make the playoffs. Like nobody, nobody, nobody saw this coming. Uh, There was a point where, you know, if you guys make the playoffs, you might win the Jack Adams. There's talk of that. Did this team surprise you, um, you know, at some point this season this year? And and then obviously looking back now, you're disappointed, but what were your kind of emotions going through during the year? Well, I can remember the conversations we had in December, uh, getting ready for the season, looking at our team and and talking about the goals for the year. And then obviously, you know, we end up losing a couple guys that, that we expected to, pl- to play pretty big roles for us and, you know, understanding where we were kind of expected to finish. And one of the goals that, that we set going into the season is that we wanted to be competitive. We wanted to be relentless. We wanted to make sure we, we established a mentality of how we were going to approach every game. And, and we let off training camp with that, uh, message like we we we're human we hear uh how we're being evaluated on the outside let's make sure that we uh we prove to people we're more than 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 uh, they, they say we are and i think we did that and obviously uh we played at a really high level for you know two three months we as you say we were in a great spot and i think that as a coach you're so proud of of the uh, progression of a bunch of young guys and um, probably, you know, at that point, I think about when we played Tampa, those three games at home, and it was kind of billed as a, as a test to see where we're at and can we compete with the cup champions. And so we really pushed the team hard, you know, at that point, like, cause let's see, like, let's see if we can compete. And, 
man, we played so good those three games. Uh, obviously, we still had some lessons to learn. And we kept pushing hard. And I think that was the right thing to really ask our group to do even more. Um, it didn't turn out. You know, we, we ended up, uh, you know, we faced some more adversity and the results didn't go our way. But I still think going through that and getting a taste of what it feels like to play in those big games, that's really going to help our group going forward. So um, I think we were excited about, about how we responded to that adversity. You know, disappointed wanting more here as far as the last six weeks, but that can really, we can use that adversity to get to another level going forward. Jeremy, you mentioned some of the young guys and you touched on it in your first response, but you led the league in goals from rookies, 42, finished second in points, something in the mid 90s, I think. 310 combined games from all the rookies on your roster this year, obviously more than I think you were expecting or anticipating in December. But how encouraging is it to see them not only kind of fill those voids in the game, but also perform at that level and, and take strides, as you said, as the season goes along, where you have guys now almost penned into the lineup for next year that you didn't know what you would see getting from them uh, to start the year this year. Yeah, it's, I mean, it says a lot about their competitiveness and commitment to, to trying to do the right things and, and how they answered the challenge. It's, it's a lot to ask. Um, you know, young guy playing his 10th game or his 20th game or his 50th game in the league to go head to head against, you know, a point or, uh, you know, head to head against headmen or, or whoever it may be Barkov. And uh, a lot of times they were up to the task. And it, as, as Stan said earlier, it's not like these guys were, were playing bit parts here. They were playing big roles and uh, it's, it's not just one guy. It's, it's at times like last night, 10. And uh, that's, it's, a, it's stressful on them. It's a lot of pressure. But the fact that they've been exposed to it now is, is really going to help them going forward. And, I mean, you're, to your point about guys being penciled in, it's, it's the opposite, actually, because we have so many of them uh, that showed they could potentially contribute and play in the league. The competition should be fiercer than ever for for spots and opportunity going into next training camp, which is where we want to get to as a team. I guess for both of you guys, um, we'll start with Stan. Jeremy, you can't copy your boss's answer on this one either, but is there a player for each of you that surprised you this year? Who's one guy that just stood out like, holy man, I didn't see this guy being the player that he was this year? I think for me, it would be Brandon Hagel. Um, you know, I watched Brandon, I, I think back to when we, signed him and uh it was early in the year i was uh our scouts noticed he had a really good start he was in red deer uh he was a free agent that year and he was scoring like all the time i must have scored 10 or 15 goals his first month so i go in there to watch him and he was everywhere he was uh he was killing penalties he was on the power play he was uh he scored a couple goals the game i went to uh he could have had a couple more and <clears throat> i went and talked to him after the game and it was explaining how we wanted him to come to Chicago. And you know, shortly after that, he decided that he wanted to be with us. So he joined us late in the year uh, in Rockford, played a few games. Um, and then last season was his first full year. And, you know, by the end of the year, he was the leading scorer down there. We gave him that one game uh, where he came up and then our season shut down for the pandemic. So he came uh, with us and got a little bit of a taste, but, you know, didn't get much exposure. And, you know, we start the season and, and then he's not even in the lineup and all of a sudden he becomes, um, 
in a lot of ways he was he symbolized what we want our team to be which is um he's got that relentlessness to his game and i think uh i remember the early in the year you just watch and he's everywhere he gets knocked down he gets right back up he gets knocked down again he's right back there and he takes the puck from the guy and goes the other way um so i think he embodies a lot of what we're we're trying to do and i think he's got that style of play which um it's really easy to get behind him um, because i think his his work ethic is what really drives his play i mean he's he's a smart player he's got skill too and i think he you know i think the last probably month or so he, he put it together a little bit more offensively he was contributing and making some really nice plays um but really what his main attribute would be is is really his relentless approach to the game and i think that's something that uh, we had that for a long time it wasn't just brandon and i think we probably need more of it all the time uh but uh, he's the one player that uh it was really fun watching him play i think he's an easy guy to cheer for There's, I could I'll give you three names right now. I think Suter, uh, you know, he, we knew of him and, and watched him play in, in Switzerland and were encouraged that he could contribute. And Mark knew him uh, from his time in Zurich. But, uh, you know, we didn't even know, like, if he was going to play center or wing. <laughs> and then we lose a couple centers. And so we kind of went into camp. Well, let's try him at center and see how he does. And, and then he ended up being our first line center for a lot of the year and doing a really good job. And that's hard. I mean, it's hard to go in your rookie season. You're going head to head and in our division with Barkov, Point, uh, you know, uh, Hints in, in Dallas. Uh, I mean, it's it's a hard spot to be in. And uh, there's a lot of responsibility on you defensively. But also when you're playing with with Kane and, and Debrinket, uh, you're expected to make plays too. And uh, I think for a lot of the year, he uh, he far overachieved what we expected to get out of him. It was a big big part of the success we had. Kurashev, one of those guys that we you know liked him in Rockford, had a really good rookie year, but had a little you know he had the injury, he missed some time. Oh, well, maybe he'll he'll challenge in camp to be one of the extra forwards and be in the taxi squad. And he ended up playing 50 games and he spent some time centering our first line playing against Barkov and point and, you know, playing and he's running the second power play unit. Um, you know, I didn't expect that. And, and huge, it's a huge uh, jump that he made. And then the other guy, we got others, but Kalanick, um, obviously we, we signed him out of college, Wisconsin. We liked him, see the, the raw material there, um, came to camp and, and just, you know, took him a little bit to get comfortable, but he just got better and better as the year went on. Great work ethic. Um, you know, spent a lot of time in the taxi squad, uh, training and just, he, he felt like he, he, it felt like from our perspective, he gained confidence as the year went on. We gave him a chance. His first game against Tampa, you know, tough, tough uh, draw, got his feet wet. And then the next time he went in, he, I mean, his skating, his confidence with the puck, uh, he's got a little bit of size, he's got the ability to make stops, and he ended up, again, ends up running the first power play the last couple of games of the year. So a uh, bunch of guys that we didn't know season, they're getting their first taste around this time. They were playing huge roles for us and a big part of the success that we were able to have. 
Something about those Wisconsin guys. Burr, Burr always seems to get them. Dan knows. I, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to give you a hard time there, Burr. You're right. <laughs> Stan, for you, when you see, when you look at the last year and you touched on it off the top of the development and, and really building for the future of what you want to see, what did you think about just the steps this entire group took this season? So many young players, not only rookies that we've talked about, but second-year guys, third, fourth-year guys, a young guy like Alex Tabrinkit, who's 23 years old, has such a resurgent season season that he does. What have you seen from this group, and, and how excited are you with that big step forward that, that you've been able to see, I guess, uh, this season? Yeah, well, you know, we're 15 minutes in here. We haven't talked about Tabrinkit much, but uh, I, he was fantastic this year. I think, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, he had the 41 goals, and last year, I thought he played well, but he didn't really get rewarded for it. And now here we are, um, 32 goals in a shortened season. Uh, he's on pace for, I think, 50 or 49 goals in a, a full season. So he really stepped up his game, I thought, not just scoring goals, but he became uh, a real engine for our team. I think his two-way play, I mean, the last <clears throat> probably, what, month of the season, he's been killing penalties. And He's become dangerous on that as well. So I think you know, he and Kirby both were used there later in the year. I think that's uh, a bright spot for what's to come. Um, but, but really, I like the way that Alex was just engaged in the game. I mean, he was probably one of our more active players at getting retrieving the puck when we don't have it and pressuring the other team. Obviously, when he has it, he, he does good things with it. But he worked really hard to get the puck back. Uh, and I think made a difference in our team big time. So um, you, you're right. It wasn't just about the first year players. I think it was, uh, yeah, he, he, I guess he's not a new player. He's, he's a veteran now, but I thought Murph had a really, really strong season for us on defense and um, so many young guys around him that, um, you know, he was always the one there that was probably our rock on the back end. And um yeah, we laugh about it, and sure Jeremy can can agree with this. But whenever we want to try to get a guy going, let's put him with Murph, and then it, it seems to settle him down, and it just it can get him back on track because uh, you know that's a tough spot to be in. You're, I mean, Murph played pretty much every game against the other team's best player. Um, no matter who he was paired with, that was the the top pair. So he had a pretty tough schedule all season long, um, but he was a a workhorse for us. So, um, you know, those are some other guys that we talk a lot about the young guys. And I think we should, because that was, uh, a key to our year, but also a couple of players who'd been here that I think took big steps to asserting themselves as leaders on the team. Jeremy, at the start of the season, one of the question marks was goaltending, who was going to play, who was going to be your number one. You had three guys, um, all of a sudden now the last couple of games, Delia, incredible in net, 50 shots on that last night. He, he was incredible. Um, talk us through how that went for you all year. And if the, if the season starts tomorrow, who's your starting goalie? <laughs> well, three, three goalies is always a challenge, right? For a little bit for the coaches, but mostly for the goalies. And uh, because there's only two nets and uh, it's just whether it's practice reps or, or game opportunity uh, you know, they always, you always want more and that's, that's only natural, but, uh, I think all three of them showed, uh, throughout the year that they can play at this level and they can give our team a chance to win. And obviously it wasn't the same guy, you know, there's ebbs and flows 
as the season went on. But that's, I think we would have been naive to think different. You know, it's it's a hard league. It's a lot of pressure. The, the schedule was tight. Uh, we're a young team, so we, we give up a lot of chances and, and shots against. And obviously that's that's a work in progress. But they were put under a lot of pressure. And, and all three of them showed that they can handle it and on any given night help us win. And, and that's part of their progression and part of our, as a team, trying to figure out who who, who it's going to be. And, and I think competition is healthy. And that all three of them did a really good job of being good teammates. And when they weren't in uh, competing in practice and, and being good, you know, just sticking with it and understanding that it's about preparing for your next opportunity. So unfortunately I can't handicap it for you, <laughs> but I think all three of them showed, you know, very positive uh, progression and uh, you've got to give a lot of credit to Jimmy. Done a, Jimmy Wade, he's done a great job with them, getting them all ready uh, when, especially in the second half of the year, like we didn't have much practice time at all. And so not a lot of reps to have. It's one thing to go with the, the taxi squad, but if it's only three or four guys, it's, you know, it's tough uh, to to get them the reps they need to be sharp. So I've got to give a lot of credit to Jimmy there. Jeremy, one thing I've heard you say time and time again is building shift to shift, period to period, game to game continuing to get better you've had this trajectory this season guys taking big steps no matter what year they're in what's the conversation like as they get set to head home uh head out look ahead to the next season how do you keep this positive momentum going and and what are those conversations like that uh you and stan are going to be having today tomorrow the next week or so yeah i think it's important we've it's one of the goals of the year was to build a, a development mindset that we Every day when we come to the rink, we go with a purpose that we're going to get better. Like that's how we're going to become an elite team again, is that uh, the work is never done. Just because you have a little bit of success, you can't be complacent. You got to keep going. And uh, I think for the most part, our group did a pretty good job of that. And we've seen improvement as the years has gone on. And uh, that that job, we have to continue it. And so uh lots of guys had lots of feedback and lots of meetings and videos video clips and all those things but uh we we have time here in the off season to continue to get better i mean rest and recovery is part of that but uh you know we're going to have exit meetings here next week and that's a really important time to give feedback to the players and hopefully give them some ideas to focus on so that they can come in and help us win so uh you know, no one should be satisfied with where we're at. Uh, we're happy with that we're progressing in the right way, but we got to be as hungry and determined and relentless as ever to to get better here. And and uh, we hope to set a little bit of that uh, focus here with these meetings Stan and I are going to have with each player. I got one more quick one, Carter, for for each of them, and then I know we got a ton of fan questions. But I know this this was a weird year for you guys and uh, going into cities and kind of being at the hotel and going to the rink, is there one thing you guys are, are going to miss about this season that kind of stood out that, wow, that, that was kind of cool that we, you know, it was all hockey or is there one thing that stands out for each of you, Stan? I'm trying to be positive here. It was a tough year. Um, I mean, you know, the, the lack of fans was tough. Um, you know, I think it, it improved, but early in the year, it's, it's really odd to just play with silence and uh, you know, they finally got the crowd noise going and by the, midpoint of the year a lot of the road games that had some fans so that was odd <clears throat> the hardest part was really the fact that although we were together on the road 
we weren't really allowed to spend time together. Um, you know, you were you were mandated to kind of be isolated by yourself. So you're, you're together with your team, but you can't really spend time together with them. You, you can do things like this. I mean, Jeremy can talk about it. They had to do a lot of the team meetings over zoom. You couldn't even meet in a, in a, a ballroom like we normally would for a video session. So <clears throat> it was really strange. And I mean, we acclimated to it and I think we made the best of it, but I don't think we want to go back to that. <clears throat> Jeremy, yeah, we're, we're all going to be really excited to get get back to hopefully what what is the normal routine of a season and a normal flow of the the schedule. I, I do that. The one good thing, the the travel schedule, uh, the games were tight, but the travel was less. So you it wasn't a lot of, well, there was basically none of getting in at two, three in the morning and then having to play the next night. Uh, if you get home late, it's typically going home and then you have the day off and then you play in a day or two. Uh, whereas usually it, there's a lot of trips where you get in at three in the morning and then you play that night or you get in at three in the morning and then that day's a, an off day and then you play the next night and that's hard on the guys. So I think that, that was, that part was nice. I think that helped a lot. The schedule was extremely tight, but it would have been a lot harder on the players without that adjustment to the schedule. And then uh, I think the stance point where it wasn't really, it was hard to get together on the road with the restrictions. So I feel like the, the meals tended to be, that was the gathering time. It's like, you don't see your teammates or your, you know, the coaches, you know, a lot of the day, and then you just kind of all head down to eat at the same time. And that's, that's where you get your social time. in. it was, uh, it's kind of like making the best of it, I guess. But, uh, you know, we're all going to be, we're all, I mean, just having fans in the building uh, the last couple of nights was a huge lift to the guys. We're all excited to get back to more of a normal schedule and, and routine. You're not going to miss the, uh, the daily stick up the nose, the, the tests that has to happen every day. You're not going to miss that part of it. No, we like the <laughs> negative tests though. We, we made the best of it, but it was, uh, and I got to give credit to the, the staff we had doing it. It was, uh, they certainly made our days, um, as pleasant as possible. And, uh, you do become a little bit numb to that, but, um, I am looking forward to not having the, the daily COVID tests. So uh, I think everyone would agree with that. All right. Well, that's enough of Burr and I kind of going back and forth. We could sit here for, for hours and, and pepper you guys. But this call is all about the fans. And we gave them all the opportunity to to submit some questions. They, they sent some hard hitters in, just like normal. Stan, you've been uh, a part of one of these before, taking some fan questions on this live uh, insider recording. But... Um, we're going to open it up to them. I think the last time I saw, we had a hundred some questions come in from just the people on this call. Obviously, we can't get to all of them here now, but some really good ones. And uh, I'm going to start it off, Stan, for you. Jacqueline Gabino, I hope I'm saying that right. First off, she says, I think like the rest of us, she's hoping for a successful season next year. I think we all are. That's going to be uh, very important. But she wants to know, 24 hours after the season's over, she's already looking ahead. She said, Stan... Any exciting news to share? What's next? What's coming? Have you done anything yet? I mean, did you sleep last night? Come on, what's what's coming? Uh, yeah, I can. I, I did get some sleep last night preparing for this. Um, wanted to make sure we had a good show for you guys. Uh, but I do have some, I, I have some good news. Um, we were able to come to agreement with Henrik Borgstrom on a two-year contract. So he's under contract, or you know, he's agreed to terms with us. Uh, as you remember, Henrik was part of the trade uh, earlier this year when we added Connolly and Riley Stillman as well. Uh, and 
for people that aren't familiar with Henrik, um, he played over in Finland this year. And uh, he's a very talented uh, offensive centerman who uh, had a really strong college career at Denver for two seasons. And then he turned pro. He played in Florida. Um, and this year he remained over in Finland, had a very good season. Uh, he's a player we're, we're pretty familiar with. Uh, I've had the chance to watch him play quite a bit. And uh, he's a very intriguing prospect with the, the potential. I, I think certainly the goal is you want to transit translate that from potential into reality uh but you know he's a big kid he's got great skills um can be a dynamic offensive player and uh he brings the size skill skating and um obviously he, he's got to translate that to the nhl game but um we're pretty excited to to work with him i, I know jeremy and i both had a chance to talk to henrik about 10 days ago, uh, kind of went through where we see him in the lineup and how he can help our team. And, uh, you know, shortly after that, we had some good conversations and um, got him under uh, to agree uh, just yesterday. So uh, that's that's exciting news. And I'm sure we'll have more in the coming weeks and months as we prepare for next season. Well, you heard it here first. Henrik Borgstrom, two-year contract. Uh, Stan, I know when that trade was made at the deadline, one of the things you said about him was he's one of the most exciting college players you've seen in a long time. I mean, what do fans really have to look forward to when he can hit the ice and get acclimated with this young group and, and potentially develop into that, that player that, uh, that you think he can be? Yeah, well, I, this is going back, I guess, four, four or five years now, but when he showed up at Denver as a freshman, uh, he was a a top line player right away. And they had a very good team back then. They had, you know, Troy Terry and they had, uh, I think Dylan Gambrell and um, Ian Mitchell was there. So I think, you know, they've had some NHL players that were part of that group and uh, had a lot of success. Um, and his role, he was the driver of it all. I mean, he, he was the top line center, uh, big frame, um, tall, got um, really soft hands. He can make a lot of plays. Um, he's got a flair for some offense, like he can make some highlight real goals. Uh, and I think same thing, he followed it up as next year. He was even better. Um, and then he get, gets to the pro game and it doesn't translate right away. You know, he has a good year in the minors, um, earns the call up. And then last year, you know, never really found his role in their lineup. He, he was kind of playing sporadically. And that can obviously hurt a player's confidence. So I think uh, this year in talking to him about his game, he wanted to get that uh, confidence back. And I think he was able to do that, played a big role in his team in Finland and um, had a pretty nice run in the playoffs. And he was a part of that. So I think he's feeling he's recaptured some of his confidence. Um, but, you know, that's something that he's got to build on at the NHL level. So, um, you know, it might take some time, but he's still a young guy um, and he's got a lot of uh, natural talent. So now it's going to be a question of, you know, connecting with the coaching staff, understanding what his role would be, how he can help us win um, and then seeing him come through for us. So we're a long ways from that. We, we just got to get him over here in, in training camp and um, start the process. Jeremy, this question's from Vetter Brown. How much did having fans back for the last two games help you guys? And uh, it certainly seemed that the players had a lot of fun with fans back in there too. 
Yeah, it was a big lift. It's, uh, I think Stan said earlier, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a, hockey's an emotional game and you need that energy and, and edge and, and excitement to play. And it's, you know, it's the NHL, it's the best league in the world. And, and you'd think, you know, it should be easy to get ramped up, but it's when you're playing every other night and, and some guys who've been playing in the league for 10, 15 years, it's hard to find that level. And uh, you know, certainly when, when we had those fans the last two games, it was a great feeling for everyone. You know, we, we miss the support and it's well known the you know, the, the level that the Blackhawks fans can get to in the United Center. And, and obviously the national anthem is such a big part of uh, the experience there. And uh, I know personally, you, you just, I think I said in the media after you couldn't help but smile with the, the cheer and it sounded, I know there was only, you know, 4,000 people, but it, it felt like a lot more. And uh, the group really feeds off that energy. And as a player, uh, it's a lot easier to play as hard as you need to, to have success when you have that support. Jeremy from Dustin Perkle, how do you plan to spend your off season now away from hockey? Well, the, the first thing I got to do is I got to get home to my kids and, and wife. Uh, it's been a long haul without them. So, uh, you know, it's easy for me. It's this is my job, right? So it's uh, grown up in hockey and wanted to do it my whole life. And, and I got a great job. It's a great challenge and love, love coming to work every day, but uh, my kids don't have their dad. So that's, uh, that's tough. So it'll be good to get back and, and help out a little bit and take a bit of the load off, off my wife and uh, spend, spend time excited about that. I mean, obviously we, uh, we got a lot of work to do with the team. We're, we're going to do everything we can to improve. Um, it's the off season, but it's a, it's a 12 month business now. And, and uh, it's really important to, you know, whether you're talking to players or, or we're communicating Stan and I, or the, you know, the scouts or the management, you know, but just how are we going to get to another level? So we'll, we'll spend a lot of time with that. And I mean, that's, to me, that's how you get through it. You got to love that. You got to love love the challenge of getting better and trying to figure out new ways to do things. And, and uh, I think that's what it takes to, to win. And you got to have the type of personality who wants to get back to work the next day and, and make things better if you, if you want to get there. So be a combination of both. I'm sure I'll get a little input from my boys on uh, what we need to do. I, I get it all year. So now at least I get it in person. You're going to go back to coaching them and the, the very difficult team to coach there in, in Alberta. Yeah, well, they're they're dealing with big time COVID issues right now, so everything's shut down. But uh, hopefully, we can get on the ice at some point in the summer. Last one I have, uh, it's I think it's a two parter. We'll go to Stan for this one. But uh, Todd wants to know, you know, considering the steps this group's taken this year from young players, what are some of your top roster priorities going into this off season, and and what are you looking to do as you head into, you know being able to make trades, free agency, draft, what are your what are your priorities for this roster? Well, this is the time when you can reshape your team the most. Uh, you know, I think the reason for that is uh, you know, as of today, there's there's 16 teams still in it and then there's 15 teams looking to improve their themselves next year and then, you know, over the next several weeks and months, there's more and more teams that are um, looking to make some changes and you know you're going to get to a point which normally is in mid-june but the time shifts this year it'll be in july when um everyone's going to be looking to make some changes to their team so we're no different than that 
Uh, we're going to you know, spend the next little bit of time doing a, a debrief on the season, both with our coaches and management. We're going to talk to our players. We're going to take a lot of uh, information in, um, distill it down, figure out what makes sense to do next. Uh, like we're not going to have the same team next year. I mean, we're going to have some new players in and some players that are here now won't be back. Uh, so we have to, none of those decisions have been made now though. I think we, we need to spend some time, I guess in, in a couple areas, we need to find out ideally who we think, um, is going to be part of it and how they can help our team. And then the players who we don't think fit, then we need to find, is there a match for them? And we need to look around other teams and see if they have something that we could use but then that's only part of the equation. You got to find out, do you have the currency that they want in order to find a match? And you know that, that doesn't happen overnight. It, it takes a, a series of weeks until you, you finally have a, a match where you need something. They need, they have something um, they're willing to trade for a piece you have. So what we're going to try to do over the coming weeks is really dive in on, on how we, I think we, we've seen a lot of progress. We talked about it earlier on this call. Um, we've seen players now prove they're NHL players. So what we've got to do is figure out, okay, now we've got a lot of guys that have proven they're NHLers. Um, who fits best in what roles? And if we're missing in an area, how can we acquire that? It could be through a free agent signing. It could be through a trade. Um, we've got the draft to prepare for. We've got the expansion draft this year. So there's a, there's a lot of work on the horizon for us, but, um, this is like Jeremy said it earlier. Yeah. I love this. This is the, the fun part of the job. It's exciting. Uh, and the games are fun, but for me, this is always the busiest time of the year from the end of your season until really the couple weeks after free agency. That's when there's a lot of shifting around the NHL. So the, the possibilities are somewhat endless, but you've got to hone in on the ones that will help you take a step forward. And that's what we're going to spend our time you know, deciding upon. One thing that um, we got a lot, of, a lot of questions about it the last time you were on and a lot of them coming in today as it relates to the roster as well, looking towards next year. Um, everyone wants to know and check in on the health of, of Jonathan Taves, if there's any new developments there and um, what maybe his status might be going into the off season and, and ideally getting him back to, to full health and back on the ice eventually at some point uh, next season, ideally. I don't have much of an update there. Um, it, it's somewhat status quo from what we've said before. Uh, I have talked to Johnny. It's been a few weeks now since we spoke, but um, it was a good conversation. I, I know he's hopeful to feel in a position where he's ready to play. Uh, obviously that wasn't the case right here and now, which is why he didn't, uh, rejoin the team. And I don't know that any of us can map out when that will be. Uh, so I think, you know, all we're going to do is wish him well. And, um, if, and when that time comes when he's ready to rejoin us, I think, uh, it would be a nice lift. And, you know, until that happens, we, you know, we just keep preparing and, and trying to improve the team in other ways. So, um, you know, obviously, I know we all care about Jonathan. I think, you know, obviously we know him well, but even the fans who don't care, they care a lot about him and they're concerned for him. I think that's that's understandable. Um, so I wish I had a you know more concrete update for you, but that's kind of where it stands right now. 
I think the last fan question I got here um, well, will be for both of you. Uh, we'll start with Jeremy. But in prepping for this, I asked a lot of the guys in, in your guys' circle, you know, what some of the same questions, what surprised the most. And I got to tell you, Jeremy, one of the answers that came up was, how did you keep that haircut so tight all season long? Because we got pretty raggedy, all of us, for a while there. And you kept that hair. It's always tight. It's always fresh. You might have had the cleanest haircut through this of anybody in the organization. I don't have to worry about that, Adam. <laughs> no, I'm you lucky. don't. I kept that question away from you. Yeah. Well, I got a haircut in December, I think. Actually, no, late November. But I got it really short, which was helpful. <laughs> and so I think we had uh, Tony Omen. He's our team services guy. He, he's unreal. He's he, he, no, but maybe he should be. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, he, he was able to get a barber in for us. So I think I got, I got one cut, but uh, probably could have taken a, little, taken a little more off. It was pretty long at the end. It was, uh, it was looking rough. And then... My son actually went really short and I was telling him, you know, he was like, not sure about it. And so I, I said to him, you're, you know, your hair looks so good. I got to go as short as you. So that was, so then I had to get it cut here recently, which was likely good for everyone. Nice. So the last question from Meredith Sheriff, uh, we'll start with you, Jeremy, and then Stan, we'll let you have the, the last word, but what are you most proud of uh, in getting through this season? Well, I, I think we've, we've made progress throughout the year. And uh, I think sometimes, you know, if you look at the results or, or uh, just in the very, with the kind of a short, short term lens, uh, it's easy to get caught up in that. But I think it's, it's important. We, we've got to look at the long term progression of each player. And sometimes, um, you know, when you, when you face adversity, it, it's hard, but it's, it's important that you approach it with the, the idea that this is going to make me better if I can just fight through it. And uh, I think if, if you speak specifically about our young guys, they all face adversity this year in different ways and at different times. And I'm really happy with the response that they showed um, to, to fight through it and keep working and, and not let it get the best of them. And even if the, the end result individually or team-wise didn't work out as, you know, in a fairy tale, tale way, which, you know, that's not life. <laughs> That's not how things work. Like you don't always get what you want. It doesn't always, uh, there's not always a happy ending, but it can lead to something more. And I just, I think that's part of what we want to establish here is we're, we're resilient. We're, we're relentless. We're never going to give up. We're going to keep moving in the right direction. And we've had some really good moments and we're going to try to build on them. And then in the moments where we were shown that we're not quite up to par yet, or we're not quite ready, or we, we got to improve. We got to embrace that and uh, do everything we can to to learn and and to get to the next level. So I I think overall we've got to be really happy with the response of a bunch of our guys to adversity. Uh, sort of a similar answer. I, I think the the goal for this year was to try to lean on some new players and allow them to uh, show us where they were in their development and. You know, part of it is yet yeah, they have to be given the opportunity. And then the next part is they have to do something with that opportunity. And I think almost across the board, if you look at the the young players, we, we talked about a number of them early on. Um, but not only did they get the chance, they they really did dig in. And for the most part, um, they all got better. I think the 
um, it's like they held it together for a long stretch of the season and we were competitive. And then at some point the the part which they haven't quite nailed yet is to be able to sustain it. And that's what, that's what you learn to do over time. And obviously the great players can maybe do it right away. Um, but a lot of other players, it takes, it, it takes unfortunately a year or two or three until they learn how they can play at that level for as long as they can. You know, Jeremy some, said something earlier. If you go back to that series against Tampa, um, it was, uh, you know, kind of an important point of the season. And I remember talking to Julian Brisebois about a couple weeks after that series. We were, um, it was a phone call. I didn't see him in person, but we were, and he said, you know, you guys played so well against us in Chicago. Like we, we eventually wore you guys down. And I think that's the thing. We, we played, we dominated some of those games that we lost for uh, up until like the third period. And then for a five minute stretch, their, their best players who hadn't played well, and we had really kept them uh, under wraps, they came through and bang, 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 they scored and we lose the game. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's demoralizing in the moment because you're so close to, you know, we could have won all three of those games and, and we didn't. We won the one game in overtime when, when Subban was fantastic. Might have been the worst of the three games we played. Um, but So we didn't get rewarded enough. But I felt like we did a lot of really good things. And it, it's, it was kind of a microcosm of our season where we can hold it together for stretches and we play really well. Um, and then, you know, we just can't quite keep it all together. And that's when you know, the other teams can pounce on you. So I was proud though, that we got to that point where we could play a really a top team in the league and just really control the game for over two periods. Don't, we didn't give them anything. Uh, but obviously we have to learn to be able to do that all the way through. And, you know, we saw it even late in the year, we had flashes when we could, but not consistently enough. So I think there's there's reason though for optimism there because we saw we saw players learn how to how to play at a, at a level they just couldn't quite sustain it yet. I think that's, I just want to I got I one thing that to me like that's I think that's a great example of what we're talking about. It's part of the journey. Like that's part of what we need to go through as a team to learn how to be like them. You know, to, of course, you know, you want to have your games where you dominate the whole way through, but they found a way to to just survive, even though we were better than them. And then they were still in the game and then they found a way to break through and win it. And we got to learn those lessons as well. But going through that experience is, is part of how we're going to learn how to be that team in the end. And I think a lot of teams, when they, as they go through it, like they're, they're, breaking in three or four young guys or, or, you know, maybe, maybe more. I don't think it's very common. You know, we were, we're doing six, seven, eight, nine, ten, And so when you have trouble keeping that consistency, like we would be totally unrealistic to, to expect more. Like it's, that's part of what we expected to get. And we got to give these guys a ton of credit for how they responded to that and then just kept bouncing back. 
And uh, I think it's going to really help us going into the next year and the year after that and the year after that. I think it's a perfect note for us to end tonight's conversation on a lot of excitement for this team. Uh, I know I speak for myself when I say it was a, a fun team to cover day in and day out throughout the season. A lot of credit to the both of you for all the work that you put in over the last four or five months to even make a season happen. Not an easy time for anyone. Uh, a lot of difficulties across the board, being in the bubble, the schedule, everything that goes into what this season entailed. But uh, a lot of optimism, a lot of uh, excitement building around what this team is going to become. And uh, it's it's been fun to watch. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the conversation here. And, you know, I guess I'll just close by saying a huge thank you to our fans and our sponsors and Sweet Hole, everybody who's associated with giving us the support that we need. Uh, we only got a couple games when we got to see you in person, but we felt the support from our fans even throughout the year. And uh, it really does mean so much to to our team to have that. And I think Jeremy said it before. I mean, I was shocked at how loud it was for only 4,000 fans. Imagine five times that amount of people in the, in the United Center. So we're, we're really looking forward to the day when we're going to be able to have that that full building cheering us on because it uh, it's a huge boost. Thanks for the invite and uh, appreciate the support and that people care so much. That means a lot. You you want to be somewhere where people care this much, and uh, you know we're all in this together. We're going to get where we want to be in the end. So thank you. Thanks everyone for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you, Stan. Thank you, Jeremy. Of course, Burr. As always, a pleasure. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night. We will talk to you all soon. And like uh, Stan and Jeremy said, we appreciate the, the support and we can't wait to see you guys back in the United Center, uh, hopefully when it's safe to start next season. That will do it for this week's episode. With the end of the season, we're going to take a pause for a couple weeks with Blackhawks Insider. We'll be back as we gear up for the summer's NHL draft and, of course, heading into next season. For Stan Bowman, Jeremy Colleton, and Adam Burrish, I'm Carter Baum. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive with Kane and Tapes Drive.